0: Baby Make you feel it, feel, it, feel, it, feel it. the same, leave that, sh- that I did, I'm so hard. We for make it feel that soda, way soda, Roll more, let's smoke, yeah. I got to get I've been high since the last song oh, the- And i just been smoking and smoking Smoke another black hole, another up You know that we can really ease your mind if the mind, be a better place. If everybody took we all just wasted.
1: Good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash newhavenindependent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit C first to hear and see all the great programs we have here on WNHH. And Cannabis Corner is also streaming on procannabismedia.com and the Greenhaven Media Facebook page. Welcome. It is Monday, May 18th. I am your host, Joel Chance, and I am joined, of course, by my illustrious uh, co-host, Mr. Lou Vega. Uncle Lou, how are you today, sir?
2: Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. You know, just enjoying the weather as it's going, enjoying I'm about to roll up a blunt. Nice. Uh, you know, just kind of doing all that awesome stuff. Very excited for this week coming up um you know we have a great show today with all of our guests with me and yeah so you know joe you're even flying down a big this is a big one for networking Uh, for the industry in general and there's a lot of really cool things coming up it's going to be a great show it's going to be a great event um two days i guess let's start with that one but yeah it was a good weekend in general joe you know pushing forward and Going through everything, we got to go through.
1: Nice and, Mother's uh, Day.
2: Yeah, that was the biggest part of this weekend was Mother's Day. You know, spent some nice. time with the kids and got mom, to right? To my mom, and yeah, you know. So and then, well, you know, like I said, I've got kids, so the focus is uh is Jessica there, right. so that we make sure that their mom is well taken care of and things. So, you know, that's yeah. where we're no, at that's, about, that's you know? very cool. And everybody does, you know. And everybody, I hope everybody said a prayer for those those mothers that aren't with them. You know, go a little right. I did, that, of course. I lost whatever, my mother. Yep, yep. Whatever religious background that you are, and whatever ways that you honor your mother, I hope everybody got to honor their mother in the ways that really <laughs> uh, sends some nice, happy vibes across the land. You know, me. You know, sometimes I smoke a joint and make sure mom's cool. You know, hey, Am I? You good? Smoke a little doobie with her or something, you know, because the family <laughs> that smokes together stays together, right?
1: <laughs> that's nice to smoke with your mom. I think I saw an article put out uh, by and Dad that said that on this Mother's Day, smoke weed with your mom. So that's, that's, right. Right. that's very, very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming down. I will be I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm flying in. I'll be in tomorrow evening, so uh, I'm hoping maybe to catch up with you on Wednesday over at the shop. beautiful. But I will be seeing everyone at NECAN. I'm actually leading a panel,
2: so that'll be cool,
1: on medical marijuana and the future (laughs) of the medical marijuana program with a couple of great other uh, people in the industry, so that's great. And I know you are speaking as well.
2: Yep, yep. I'm on a panel Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, um, just kind of sharing the information of what's going on, how things are going, and the perspective. We have Ann Hughes, um, Aaron uh, Aaron Kurt Gorman from Cannabis Government Strategies. Ann Hughes is a state representative, I believe, and um, Robin too, right? And Robin Porter, who is also another representative. And these are from the New Haven and Eastern mm-hmm. districts of Connecticut, so it's a mix. Of demographic, um, you know, Robin Porter district was heavily disproportionately affected by the war on cannabis, as well as Anne Hughes is more of an agricultural um, suburban town in Connecticut that's looking to give back for the harm on war on drugs that happened during those times where towns like Robin's were disproportionately affected in comparison to town like and you know so yeah yeah those areas yeah, it's good. And, and it's nice to have great allies across the board you know they pushed the original bill not the one that passed so it's nice to it's nice to get those uh inklings and in as everything keeps going and you know
1: yeah they've always been big supporters of cannabis and i i'd love to hear what they have to say about what's going on right now no i'm looking very excited to this uh this convention and right now we also have someone else on the air with us who is speaking at the convention as well as well as co-sponsoring the after party so with us right now is mr duncan shaw and duncan is the owner of better ways and it was founded in branford connecticut in april 2019 with the focus to educate the community about nootropics gut health and especially the endocannabinoid citizen. Duncan is a brand for native and the co-founder and owner. Four times heart surgery survivor, became very interested in the medicinal benefits of cannabis while weaning himself off opiates during his last surgery in 2010. Better Ways offers a variety of their own hemp CBD products, as well as other brands from Connecticut and nationwide. Duncan, that bio does not do you justice. You do a lot more than that in the industry. But it is always a pleasure to have you on the show and see you out there in nature, hanging out, enjoying uh, the beautiful weather that Connecticut has. I can't wait to come and enjoy it with you. But um, we were just talking about NECAN, and you are getting involved in NECAN this year in a couple ways. You're speaking on a panel, correct?
3: I am um, not on a panel. I have um, an individual segment in the education center, yes
1: great Uh, so you're going to be speaking by yourself nice nice well got your speech all prepared ready to go uh
3: chipping away at it we got to submit it later today um so the 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 focus that i have and also good morning lou um i wanted i want to follow up with connecticut's game lou what are you smoking on what are you rolling up up in that l right now
2: um so as a big supporter of home grow in whatever manner that you need to, I've always said it, I grow my own weed and I've always had to grow my own weed. Um, and I appreciate when other growers come by and bless a little something Um something actually smoking weed from like Hefe's Jardine, Hefe's Garden, the yeah. first grower. Um, from Bridgeport and uh, he had some Cuban haze that he had just took down. So, ooh, 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 ooh. awesome! Uh, you know, we nice. were able to trade some flower. I had grown this thing. Uh, so I have an ice princess that's, uh, we crossed White Widow and, um, uh, White Widow and Cinderella 99. So we named oh. her the ice princess and we grew a lot of that outdoor. Last year we were able to share that strain with a lot of friends. And then this year, um we just had some flour of it, so we traded that with for some of his uh, African haze awesome. um his African haze that was Cuban haze. I apologize that's and that's, that and that's really- the
3: whole thing right there, right? Grow your own, trade with your friends, share the good meds
2: it's it, it really doesn't yeah, need to be more complicated
1: no that's 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 space. the easy well, there's way a space for everybody,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the easy way, and you gotta know those people like I say, there's a space for that's everybody. True got know a medical your grower, yeah, as a medical grower um you know we'll be able to offer that as well, and as an adult use grower, we'll be able to offer that as well um if you don't really know who's growing your cannabis it's, it makes it really tough, and that's yeah. where some of the larger the four the four evil horsemen of uh, <laughs> Connecticut kind of run themselves because they are you don't know who's growing it, it's a mix of. Dad, Dad, Sally, and you know, and as silly as it sounds, you know there are probably some really talented individuals working in the grow room, not making very much money, being told to follow this standard SOP, and they probably have absolute. And I can tell you for a fact, you know, I might know a guy or two that have their own personal gorgeous gardens for themselves, and they're like, "Yep, I can't even do any of this at work, right. but I do at home." But yeah, I, I wonder. Industry.
3: When your SOPs increase allowable limits of mold and bacteria in the medical program, that's got to be hard to grow for that company. Right.
1: All right. So, Duncan, I want to get back to uh, yep. uh, so- Nikan, You're speaking. You have your. You're doing a speaking engagement, and then tell me what the, what else is going on.
3: So the my topic is going to be um, not on better ways at all, but the importance of uh, education, cannabis education to continue to build trust and grow the community and the professional industry in a more um, <clears throat> organic fashion. Right. And then wow. afterwards, I'll be helping at the Connecticut table and the Canada Warriors advocacy table um, at the booths. After I speak, I think it's at one or one thirty, And then at six o'clock, right across the street from the Excel Center at the Tavern, is the official official anti-anslinger knee can after party? So nice. that is something that um, I have the privilege to work alongside Connecticut with. They always throw amazing uh, experiences, whether it's their hikes or their holiday parties or anything like that. So I'm very excited. We have about. 35 local sponsors and growing at like, I've got two messages while we were already on the air. Um, So we have um, her uh, tickets are 20 bucks. It's across the street at the tavern. It's catered. It's a pool hall and a restaurant and a bar. I believe the, um, we have our own private area and then we have about third, 30, um, anti-prohibition pouches and that includes uh tons of donations from the community and not just in connecticut but new england as well other states have hopped in to really show their support for this event and our growing community and um you know really underscores that like the, the the brands and the companies and the operators and the leaders that are all up and down the east coast are really starting to uh join together and 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 put a good bearing on what cannabis can look like um, soon to come. So I'm right. really grateful and excited for everyone's participation. There's a lot of great um, products and and um, and medicines in there. Um, all sorts of donations and information. And then so that's the pouches. We have a raffle in which more donations have been given, in and we have. Um, we have uh, approximately 30, 30 sponsors for that as well. And all of those raffle proceeds will be going to um, SSDP, Students for Central. Oh, Central oh nice.
1: Central. Nice. Yep. Oh, and nice. Then,
3: and then finally, the Connecticut team, I guess they have like a custom plug for um, novelty pinatas. So I guess the pinata is going to look like Henry Anslinger, and that's going to be full of stuff too. So either way, it's going to just be a really fun, uh, good networking time for everybody in the community. Out, you know, after the event, and um, it's going to be great. It really, it really is. So if you are interested, you can contact Connecticut or myself. Um, the event tickets, we've been sharing that that link on our social media for the last several days and such. But it's on their homepage. It's very easy to follow at Connecticut.com. Or like I said, hit us through Instagram and however else. And if you are um, someone in the community that would like to sponsor one of those options, um, there's still time. We'll be collecting donations for all of that day of on Saturday before
2: that. I definitely will back that one up there. Because actually, probably one of those emails was the one that mine went through.
3: (laughs) Okay, Roger. Roger that. Thank you so much.
2: I, we, yeah. we uh, I got right. your email this morning and uh, yeah, it's completely doable. So if you're, hey, if you're a small brand, if you're anything like that, yeah. you know, for a small nominal fee, it's really not that bad. You can get right in. Yep. So um, that's
3: the that's the that would be the monetary donation, like those sponsorship levels, every but, everything, like everything else, like give us your logo. You want to put yeah. 30 stickers in one of those bags.
2: You know, we're not trying to
3: make the bank. We're just trying to show that we are a big community and it's ever keeps
2: the lights on. That's the and that's where I think that as the market's maturing, so are the organizations in the markets and everybody's understanding that lights have to still be kept on. Like lights have to be kept on. The market is now maturing, so it should mature that resource going up.
1: And I think that uh, a conference, especially like me, is a great place to showcase all that, how the the industry can grow, how it is maturing. And it also helps it to mature. It's a place where people come and meet, network, listen, get educated, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. And then then after the conference, once those relationships come to fruition, then the, the industry and the market starts to mature. You because know and I think this, this is a big step, step further, for Connecticut. Joe. What's that? I take this
2: even one step further, Joe. You know what I mean? We got um we we have where mushrooms are starting to come in and you know as you talked about better ways and uh gut health and mushrooms psilocybin based mushrooms and regular mushrooms are both very useful in so many different ways. You know, is that something you guys might into as well as research and decrim and everything else open up i'm talking more mushrooms for healing properties all types of mushrooms like Renki yeah. and lion mane and yeah. all that other
3: absolutely we've been longtime supporters of all all plant-based medicines reishi chaga lion's mane uh enhanced cordyceps capsules uh the psilocybin microdosing protocols that maps and other national or statewide organizations are researching for you know antidepressants and anxiety and ptsd and all sorts of stuff um
1: yeah. we actually
3: have a patient of better Ways who is a part of the maps program for the their ketamine treatment and that oh, wow. is, that's been that's been a very interesting share um when he comes in and visits on, on those on that note so again there's a lot of opportunities here. Um, and Joe, you mentioned how these events are good opportunities for a meeting of the mind, so to speak, um, yep. a maturation of a community and in an industry and so on and so forth. So my curiosity, this is my first experience at any necan event. And I know this is Connecticut's first. So my curiosity is, um, What's the draw on to these events with um, decision makers of this of the state? Like, do legislators attend these at all in the past? Yeah,
1: legislators are on the panel and they get invited now. Right. Waiting. Who's Mark has been waiting, Duncan. And I know you had something to say, but why don't I give you five minutes at the end of the show? Sure. Do you have time? And we and I'll give you five minutes to talk about what you wanted to talk about. But Mark's been waiting. I want to get him on. Yeah, And I bet he can answer some of your questions. Uh, Mark, are you ready to join us? Yes, I am. All right. So Mark is from NECAN. He is the founder and president of NECAN. He's been developing and engaging conversations for the cannabis industry since 2014, expanding market opportunities for businesses, entrepreneurs, investors, educators, patients, advocates, and consumers feels the approach of creating unique conventions focused on the current state and potential of each local, mar- local market is a superior alternative to the generic National Canna Convention franchises that pop up everywhere. Nikon takes a collaborative approach with local with the local industries and communities for our convention, which has resulted in a consistently high return for exhibitors, sponsors, attendees, and the local cannabis market as a whole. Welcome, Mark. Thank Stay you for Mark. joining us today. I'm sure you yeah. heard some of our conversation. We've been talking about NECAN and, you know, finally, NECAN has made it to Connecticut. <laughs>
2: you know what? And it's all in due time. I'm super excited about it. Hello, Mark. You know, it's uh, I've been to all your events since we've been doing to them things since 2014. So we're super excited that, to see that the market is maturing here enough that it's able to start supporting events like this. And um you know it it's um it's a good time it's always a good time at NECAN. It's one of my favorite events out of every year NECAN Boston specifically, and then traveling to some of the other state necans as well, experiencing the community and entrepreneurial sides of each one of those cities uh, cities and states yeah, yeah
4: so absolutely it's it's great to it's always awesome to to launch in a new state because you you know you you get to see a ton of new people. Um, you're going to see all the, all the, you know, the people that put in all the work um, for the past, whatever it is, five, 10, 15 years to get to that point where, you know, there's a legal uh, market there. And and it's just an amazing. It's it's really satisfying to, as I said, lose, like I've seen you many, many times over the years, Joe, many yeah. times over the years. And, and, and now we're coming to your backyard and you guys don't have to travel. And, you know, you guys can kind of take the stage and, and, and help guide this, this, industry in the state of Connecticut.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and and it, it's fitting cuz we're kind of the people who built it, but you know, that's always what I like about. Go ahead, Lou.
2: Yeah, you know, and that's where I'm really excited because at least now we let's say, you know, we've announced who the who the uh keynote speaker is and huge shout out to this year's keynote speaker Jason Ortiz. You know, he's he's an accomplished individual who has put a lot of work in the national as well as the local uh local sector for all of this you know now being the executive director over at ssdp you know it's it's pretty cool to see this continue to grow so you know what duncan was just talking about is what are the leaders that are coming in decision makers who are the key holders and these are them you know what i mean people like jason we have a couple representatives on panels we have decision makers hopefully at their booths um you know, so I know that there's going to be a couple of decision makers and a couple companies at least attending Saturday. So it's pretty cool to see to see this and, you know, know that you can come here and have that high level of return. Ticket prices are cost effective as well. It's, you know, you're not beating people over the head. You know, it makes it very accessible for the standard customer. Um, you know, what are some other things that we got there going on?
4: Well, we're, we're pretty excited, you know, for a first year, you know, we always kind of try to gauge, you know, what the size of the market is. And obviously, you know, a lot of the businesses that would fill up the exhibit hall aren't going to be there yet. You know, tons of retail people, ancillary brands that are just coming in. So, you know, we, we set the floor a little bit smaller, but we actually did sell it out. Um, we're going to be close to 150 exhibitors. Um, we have a little bit more extra space if a few more come in last second. But, um, you know, that's larger than our average first time show. certainly bigger than the first two shows we did in Boston back in 2015. So we know people are ready. Um, and then, yeah, we do, a, we do a lot of work connecting with, you know, the Connecticut uh, Chamber of Commerce, um, Joe, a bunch of other different groups to say, listen, you guys, you guys are Connecticut. Let's get, you know, let's get your input. Who should be speaking? What are the topics that are relevant to Connecticut? And that's kind of the most important thing is we put the programming together for two days do three different tracks, and basically we tell anybody who's applying to speak, just be thinking, you're speaking to a crowd of people who want to know about the Connecticut cannabis industry. They want to know about how to grow in Connecticut, how to do business in Connecticut, what the opportunities are. So all of the programming is 100% relatable to and driving through what's going on in Connecticut, not like the cannabis industry.
1: Right. And that's important. And you could tell by this panels, we got a lot of great speakers on yeah. the panels. We even think, have the tribes, know, which are, are the tribe
2: is going to be there, which is absolutely amazing. And it's really bringing the, the speakers, the level of speakers for Connecticut specific are, is absolutely awesome. And um, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, Michael Goodenough's panel as well. He's bringing some UConn professors down some nationally renowned professors, and they're in our own backyard here. And a lot of times people don't know that we have this level of research in our own state ready to go. Um, I'm also excited to see the the many different faces that are going to come out here in Connecticut, you know, because this is such a new industry. The actual consumers, because there's going to be such a mix of groups of people from so many socioeconomic backgrounds that represent Connecticut as a whole. And we're opening and we're having it right in the middle of the state, in the capital of the state. So it's accessible to just about everybody. Um, I'm really excited for this, Joe. Um, I'm really, really excited for it.
1: Well, yeah, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time, and Mark can attest to this. I used to bug him all the time <laughs> when I was working at the school. And when then when I came back to Connecticut, it's like, when can we bring Nikan to Connecticut? Oh, when? And he's like, Not yet, not yet. They're not ready yet. And then finally. I got the call. <laughs> it Let's, was, do it was... it,
4: Let's do it. Yeah, and it it is it's a tough thing because you know just just like every other aspect of the cannabis industry, you know the 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 event and trade show business is is very competitive too. There's there's really no barrier to entry, and a lot of times you kind of shoot yourself in the foot if you if you go too early because you know you really can't produce, and then you become the show that ah they had that show it wasn't any good because you. You know, you just wanted to be there too early, and um, right. you know we've done that. We've seen other people do it. So you know, sometimes people think being you know, oh, we got to be first. We got to be first. And I more just think, hey, whether we're right or wrong, we're going to go with what we think is the right time. Whether we're first, second, third, whatever, when it makes sense is when we're going to do it.
1: Right, right. And this this did make sense since we did get legalization in. And uh, no, it's, it's very good. And and you're right. I'm very impressed. We have quite a few different vendors from very different exhibitors. I mean, from very different parts of the industry, we have financial exhibitors. We have uh, local entrepreneurs who are exhibitors. We also have uh, equipment companies. We have hey, payment yo, processors. Shout out
2: some of these awesome people that bought, bought some uh, space there. Because we'll definitely shout out, uh, what is it, Connecticut?
1: Connecticut is doing yeah. Connecticut has a party there uh, going uh, on afterwards, but they also bought a booth. Yeah. I know uh, we have the B, we have the North Atlantic Seed Company. Uh, there you go. We have yeah, and of course we have the uh, Setronics, their security company. We have right. also Hashatronics. We have um, Kim. Tr- we have uh, Sweet Heel is the sponsor. We love Sweet Hill, and I, you know what? Your big shout
2: out to Hashatronic. They're a local Connecticut brand yes. that does that people don't even know about, and they sell products all over the country. They're machines. It's a machining industry yes. company. Yes. It's a fabricator. Yes. They don't sell anything. They don't sell hash. They don't sell. Any- they're a fabrication company, and they make the dopest ice water extraction equipment that you could really make. And they're right out of Portland, Connecticut. It is it is Connecticut born and bred, basically. Yeah, these products are the top of the line hash solventless hash water extractors. And we're talking like if you're a cultivator that's doing like 10,000 square foot for fresh frozen where you're straight harvesting, throwing it into a deep freezer and then you're going to ice water extract it at like 30 or 40 pounds at a time because, you know, when you're doing 5,000 square foot, 10,000 square foot for hash extraction, you're only yielding 3 or 4% of everything. And this is the type of, and I'm going on my but this is the type of stuff that you learn at these events when you talk yep. to these people. So, you know, so it's, I'm excited for that brand itself. So big shout out to them. Uh, yep. Local Market said they got a booth. I've been seeing that online. Local I've Market, seeing, yep. Uh, yeah, I love that there's gra- people are putting out
1: graphics and People are
2: talking about it because now it's mature. Oh, I actually saw it on the billboard. I see it on the billboard coming across 91 all the time.
1: Yeah. And radio ads. Uh, We also have radio ads. And, you know, Mark, we're talking for you, but this is all what's going on. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll be on the air tomorrow with Chaz and, no, Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. with Chaz and AJ talking about Nikan as well. So I think we got a good buzz going, right, Mark?
4: Yeah, we, we definitely do. And that's that's really kind of the, the, the thing that I think is most important to what we do is getting it in a place where you can make that first show and those first few shows very accessible, like Lewis said, to to the local people and everyone. Because, you know, you can you can go in and price these like the national shows and then the people just feel like, OK, I'm going to go into this business. Oh, here's all the national players that I have to do business with. When, when in reality, if you price things appropriately, you're going to fill that floor with the small entrepreneurs and up-and-comers and the established businesses in Connecticut, and you'll find out, look, we can have an amazing industry here, but all the revenue that's generated and all the money that's spent all becomes tax revenue in Connecticut. And we talk about it's going to be a multi-billion dollar industry. That's great, except if all the money and all the tax revenue gets shipped out of state. So we try to make these shows affordable and accessible to local people. You can have a lot of people walking the floor saying, how do I get in this industry? Like, I, I have the tools. I'm, I've always been an advocate, and I've always been a supporter and a consumer. How do I get in? You not make them pay $500 to walk the floor and, and find out how to get into the, into the system. Or $6,000 mm-hmm. to get a booth to compete with a multi-billion dollar company. Like, let's get these local people in here and do business with each other.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I liked about it is it was very affordable, very price right for the market so that anybody could afford it. And they know they're going to get in front of a few thousand people. They know they're going to be able to get a, a great networking experience because obviously there are going to be people that are going to help them that can help them within their own businesses, help their small businesses grow. We've got packaging people there. We got, like Lou said, we got Hashtronics. We got people who help build greenhouses. We got all kinds of great exhibitors there for, us, you know, soil people, seed people, anything you're looking for, even home grow. And then of course, if you're trying to do a commercial grow, this is a great place to link up with equipment manufacturers, but not only that, payment processors, insurance, if you're, you know, all these things are necessary in the cannabis industry if you're going to join it even in a small fashion you know what joe what i would say if anybody is listening and they're like hey why would i
2: go july 1st starts home grow for everybody right why would you want to go right now because this will be the quickest fastest way for you to get everything in one shot yep you'd be able to meet individuals that know the knowledge you'll be able to Find individuals that have the seed companies, you'll be able to find the individuals that have the clone companies, all in this one-stop shop kind of thing. You'll get the education on growing from panels. Um, right now, there's medical grow available. You'll be able to, if you want to get a medical card, you'll be able to get a medical card because they're free now. Um, you know, come June, they're free. You just would have to pay the provider and then the state fee is, now lo- is no longer in play. So, you know, our adult use cannabis market is is opening up a little bit, but there's, you know, there's changes. And like I said, we'll talk about all that, but get your medical card either way. You know, now you're not even paying for it from the state and you can meet those people at NECAN. You can yep. then figure out literally, I got my medical card. I got my 10 equipment. I met the equipment people. I met nutrient people. I, I, I found a really cool grow shop i got a seed company. I got to talk to the guys who own the seed company. I learned everything about this strain. I got to talk to the next person. I got to get a good education. I got a card from a guy that I can call. If, if uh, my plants are going downhill, they do education. Um, So that that's, it's pretty cool. It's a great place to go. That's where I think a lot of the first way is because as, as the market matures even more over the next four or five years, You know, NECAN this year will look a lot different than NECAN in five years, hopefully with law changes and everything where, who knows, maybe it starts that budding cottage industry or whatever it is, you know?
1: Well, Uh, that's it. That's the whole point of NECAN. And, um, you know, know, obviously with all, you know, nine years of experience now, you've put on quite a few of these shows. And I don't think people understand how far, you know, NECAN, yes, it is the New England Cannabis Convention. But right after Connecticut, you got Chicago. Yeah, I mean, you guys are running all yeah, over the us, country.
2: Can you tell us more about some of the other events you have coming up in other states? Because it yeah, shows I mean, that cross sectionality. Yeah, and and you know, uh, to to go back, I mean, the name
4: New England Cannabis Conventions. It's more. It's really more of like a like a Green Mountain Coffee. We're mm-hmm. we're more saying where we're from than where we do business. So like we're the right. New England. Cannabis convention company, but yeah, we're in Chicago two weeks um, after this show, and then we head to Maine in August, and then September we do New York, New Jersey, and then next year we're adding Maryland and Virginia. Um, So you know, it really is just a matter of like, where is the right place and the right time for a new industry? And and just so you know, I know a lot of people aren't um, overly thrilled with how you know the the rollout of Rec in Connecticut is going to go, and I just tell people, yeah, remember a lot of people weren't thrilled they're still not but a lot of people weren't thrilled with the original way it came out in maine and massachusetts and it's through events like this getting everybody together in the room letting people that it's difficult maybe to get five six seven people together for a conversation about policy about um advocating about forming new groups to to lobby that's how changes get made because just because something got written and passed today doesn't mean that that's what the law is going to look like and the market's going to look like seven years from now. So this is a way to always just keep people coming together. A lot of a lot of people, rather than try to spend weeks and months talking and meeting up with with all the people they need to, you can see everybody in one weekend. You know, and you may not be you may not even be on the exhibit floor, but you know everybody's there. And there's right. a way to bring the entire um, you know everybody who's involved in writing. Um, legislature and policy in Connecticut to get together and, and move that needle forward to a place where more people are happy and everybody can have an equal chance.
1: Right, right. And that's like, like exactly what you said. This is like a one-stop yeah. place where you can go. You don't have to go on Google and look up who does this and who does that. Well, to,
2: we'll take yeah. that. So in our, because I'm in the Connecticut Accelerator, um, it was the email that went out to us was, this was our recommended item to do this week because the regulators are going to be there we and so there's a lot of people that are going who got licenses to this event you know specifically if you meet them say hey here's my card here's a piece of paper with my phone number and email address or take an email address from them so that if you're looking for a job as these companies start to open up everybody's going to be looking to hire people You know, over the next year and a half, as we all open up, there's going to be at least 1,500 jobs between a lot of the companies that are opening up and um, getting in early would go a long way and getting in right. And you know what? And talking about jobs, I'll give a shout out to the UFCW, the United Food Workers Cannabis Union out of Connecticut. They just uh, got the first unionized uh, so the first unionized grow facility just happened. the uh, Advanced Grow Labs in West Haven recognized a union contract. So that's pretty cool. Um, they will think,
4: be at
1: the uh, show. So you can, yeah, so, you can talk to them about joining the union.
4: Got to just yep. interrupt for one second, guys. I actually, coincidentally, the guy, the delivery for the for the lanyards for the show are outside and I have to sign for it. So I gotta, I've got to run off. Um, all right. You want to give real quick awesome. how
1: to how to get in touch with NECAN, um, NECAN.com slash Connecticut.
4: That's it, Joe. That's really just go to NECAN.com. You're going to see the Connecticut link Hop on there. And um, tickets for two days, $25, you know, $12.50 a day, full programming, all the programming tracks, all the exhibit hall, both days, $25. Can't beat it. No. Nope. Everybody there. Thank you. All right, Mark. Thank you for
1: coming on. Always right. a pleasure. I'll you see bro. you this weekend. But I will you talk it, before Thank
4: that.
1: You. All right. Okay, Duncan. We're back. We're back with you. So I want to just wrap up what we were talking about. We had a great conversation with Mark. I thought, um, you know, he covered everything very well. Um. So you, you guys know- are doing the after party. Yes.
2: And this is where. And this is where the after party. Is a huge part of what Mark was just talking about. You know, yeah. yes, there's not a super official after party, but this is the unofficial, official. And this is where people should start to make that plan. You know, after the event, make the plan to go to this, yeah. pre purchase your ticket. And that way, you know, this is what's going to happen because there is <laughs> going to be a great group of people already saying that they're going. You know, would you be able to, you know, talk about some of your sponsors? I know you have, um,
3: we have a lot uh, of great sponsors. They yeah, keep growing. Like, and, and thank crew. you to you as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, run I those, see that run um those sponsors down, brother, because that's one of the dope things you can do right now for them. Yeah. You know, they they got there, they they took the chance and they came out and they said they'd support you guys. You yeah. know, uh who are some of the stores that are gonna be there? The brands? there's
3: uh, few few shout outs. We got uh, uh, filthy comedy, she's a local I'll comedian right and she's really hip to the cannabis scene. She's through uh Connecticut. Um let's see who else we have out there. Uh we have support your local 420. That's uh New England Craft Cannabis Alliance. We got Obi's, Wawa, Dab and Dad, Bearded Wood, Ascended. And oh good. Opa- they have the nuts. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the nuts. The uh actually funny you should mention we well, should mention him. Um Ganja Gals Blazing Vibes Atmos Payments, uh, Vibes Papers Rexy Meds Space Case Four Twenty, um, Let's see, Bad Girl Buds the CT Canna Warriors. Oh, and uh, Base Staters Natural Medicines. They're out of uh, Massachusetts, and they're they, you know they're tapped into. um their, one of their organizers, James. He, they do the psilocybin legislature out of Massachusetts, and oh, very so
2: successful, the- very successful psilocybin legislation. Salem, yep, they just legalized Salem,
3: Jeff- Salem. That's the re- most recent town. So again, people are starting to understand the power of these plant-based medicines. um You know, and and Joe, I know you and I had talked a little bit briefly before the show to sort of talk about this, and I think it's poignant because Mark and and Lou, you said this as well. We you know, legislators and key decision makers will be present. It'll be a gathering of the minds. So my curiosity is um, more on a timeline. And so I definitely, Lou, I know this hits home with you with what's going on with the hemp industry right now in Connecticut. And um, so, just if I have if I have a moment to do the recap, yeah, we
1: do, we have time. But yep. real okay. quick, before you start that, I want to mention to people that speaking of psilocybin, there is a bill. This is separate from what you're talking about yeah, correct?
3: But here in Connecticut.
1: Yes, here in Connecticut, there is a bill to decriminalize possession of small amounts of mushrooms. Yep. And that has actually passed the House with a fairly decent margin. Yep. Um, And so it's going to the Senate and it's very important. That this bill passes because this is the next step for psilocybin.
3: Absolutely, and you can find out more information about that bill specifically at the canna Warriors advocacy table at the convention. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, and- we're gonna we're gonna keep this one going. Just, I apologize because we're gonna, this all goes no, into it. No, it's fine. Because the decrim of this of the psilocybin goes so far, because now you should be able to start doing your own micro dosing. You can go. You can have conversations in places. You can learn about it. Because if this doesn't happen, it's going to move towards a space like Portland is currently in, where a microdose session costs upwards of 500 dollars
1: wow. um, from, thousands, from a,
2: thousands of dollars. Right. So and that doesn't even include the price point of, of the actual mushrooms. The mushrooms are going to cost you 15 dollars because they're you can buy them at a pot shop.
3: And that's you know why I mean? it's important that the legislature has ceiling caps for these protocols. So right. it doesn't price out people who everybody deserves it. So yeah. why should, why, why should it be fifteen thirty thousand dollars 30000 Why aren't health insurance companies getting involved then? You know, right.
1: like it's this is that kind of money. Exactly. Well, they're
2: doing that so that the health insurance companies can start to kick it in because of the research right. side of it at,
1: <laughs> at more realistic
3: amounts.
2: Yeah, you know, because the insurance company will say, "Oh, well, I'll just pay half that," and then they have, then it becomes the same thing like, like an EpiPen, or you know what I mean? It's horrible.
3: But this snaps right back into cannabis. Why aren't they doing that now? If there's acknowledgement statewide that there's medical benefits from it, then why can't state insulated insurance companies work with medical patients and others?
1: Well, I think you're a little bit. It gets dicey. You get dicey. Got, I don't
2: even care about dicey. They can figure it out. Like they really can figure it <laughs> they out. Need to, from what
3: they've shown, some of them need some assistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah so,
2: but I mean, like the 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 definition of saying, "Oh, it's dicey. That's why it doesn't pass." No, it should pass because yeah, absolutely. You know, and then they can figure it out afterwards. Realistically, yeah.
1: yeah I just um, don't want to see any of our medicines get in the hands of big pharma, and you know, once you start well, getting insurance involved, then big pharma gets involved. Okay. That's my thing. That's all.
2: <laughs> I know. I know you want big firm out of everything, Joe. I got you.
1: And that's where <laughs> it's
2: hard. It gets dicey. Do you want insurance to pay for it? Because then it's now it's got to go through. And this is something that I was sending Amber Littlejohn. She's a great advocate. She started Minority Cannabis Business Association. Now is in charge of the International Bar Association for Cannabis. She's a native from the South. Um, so Amber Littlejohn... Made it a huge point that even extraction is going to get to the point through certain legislations that even no matter what type because Connecticut has one of these it has a really tough rule as well. So our medical program has no BHO products. Um, so there's no they can't do they only use CO2 which strips the terpenes and it gives it the whole mess. In the adult use program, they are now allowed for adult use products. To use a uh, ethanol or butane extraction that creates a another type, so now there'll be the old school. So now we'll be getting butane like we used to do in the legacy market fifteen with years. The, ago. <laughs> why not right? just
3: why not solventless only?
2: But I we were talking about the Hasatronic completely a couple times a couple moments ago,
1: exactly. And this just They're goes into it.
2: what their choices are realistically for extraction. This is where that standardization comes in because they require a C2D1 lab which now moves into pharmaceutical standards. So now the pharmaceutical companies can come in and this is where they're fighting on a national level. Well, if you're working with our equipment, the dangers of butane is blowing things up. You need to have a registered explosive chemist Ready to go because they're not using chemists to do C1 to do propane. It's a wok that that went to the medical world and he just knows butane, but he's not a certified lab technician with a master's degree in and chemo- chemistry. You know what I mean? So it makes it tough because now they start requiring those things. <laughs> and the legislation and the regulation overdoes it so much that now all extract programs have to be run by straight-up lab team costing astronomical dollars with you know what i mean it, it, it's such a it's it's tough it's such it's a icy. weird <laughs> <it's> super <laughs> spicy because like i have a homegirl who went to college and she's currently doing lab testing for the medical industry as her regular job like she doesn't even partake in cannabis she got a job at a lab and and the it they cost $600 base sample per straight. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, that's where I tell everybody, if you really want to start a business in Connecticut, open Just up a man. testing lab. Charge the $100 like they do at MCR <laughs> or PCR or any other Massachusetts lab that you can walk in and drop a sample off. Like, we have adult use grow, right? So there's no reason to question why somebody has a flower or an extract or anything like that. Just allow the testing, 100 bucks per sample. You can get everything through it, you know, and it it just makes it easier. So I'm telling like if somebody's listening, start up one of them labs and like sponsor a bunch of free tests so that everybody can test their stuff. And you would you would do absolutely phenomenal. Um, Yeah, it's a good opportunity
3: for uh, universities. If they want to do research programs and grants, they could open up their labs as well.
2: All and, and right, this, Duncan.
1: Yeah, you, oh, want, yeah. you wanted a few minutes. Yeah. We got a few minutes. Tell okay. us about what the state legislator has done now. Oh man. So
3: as as of last week, the 20 plus cannabis bills that started at the beginning of the session, the general law committee condensed them into about a 120-page document that's really technical <laughs> and really lengthy. And, and really hard to get to. So, in doing so, what it seems is not only are they restructuring how, like currently right now with a dry weight ratio, you can have uh, almost one-to-one edible products and and um, beverages within the hemp-derived Delta-9 side of things on the industry. Beyond that, it seems like they're also targeting full-spectrum products and the serving sizes. So what that's seeming one way to interpret it, at least from my perspective, having a store and working with full spectrum and broad spectrum products from the beginning, is it's going to sort of limit a lot of people's product lines efficacy. And in reducing the serving sizes, it's also going to price you out of your own customers as things continue to get, I guess, funneled into a overregulated market so yeah. so right now, today is a perfect day to call your local senator, tell them to really took take another look at what's going on.
1: Yeah, um, tell they, us the number of the bill so they may know what is the number of the bill
3: So six six nine nine
1: is six uh, six six huh no
3: six six nine nine We have to it's not it's not just you know me or or any business. No, in it's everybody, in law It's honesty. the, in, so it's the industry. 800 yeah, total so, people, businesses, work, direct workers, yeah. even more so with their families, and everybody's so, patients
2: So, this, this is, is the, the hard part.
3: Thousands of people will be affected by this.
2: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, in all honesty. Without a doubt. The hard part is, is...
3: July. The deadline is July. Right. They're, they would give us four to six weeks to... Repackage, relabel, reformulate, get ready for this, like again, why so
2: your prop and then, then if you if you purchase out of state products, it kind of limits you from that there too. So my issue with right. this bill is that it it go there's already regulation for these things through the farm bill.
3: Right. Like this, there's this national federal law.
2: Right. So there's already regulation for this in the farm bill. Right. Um, which allows it. That's what that's where it should just don't stop. Don't step on the farm bill. You know what I mean?
3: And the like, existing four years of this industry in Connecticut, the hemp, like you yourself, like yep. there should be at the very least specialty licensing for people who have like paid the state sales and use tax at the very least for the last four years or or like, you know, doing it the right way to support the, the infrastructure, not no. the gray area that they're concerned about. You know, I'm I'm very concerned about you know what cannabis you just and different lack something. of information and quality.
2: Go ahead. And Luke. You, I love what you just said, in all honesty, because this is how they did it with the hemp farmers in New York. Um, if you had a license right. for X amount of years, you are now because say they do pass this and it doesn't go through. Now this is your sliding. You have to now fight it. you just It just doesn't.
3: It just doesn't make sense for like a created infrastructure, which I, in my humble opinion, wasn't designed on the back end to support it. It's not like any right. of the Connecticut hemp or CBD products were allowed on the dispensary shelves from the beginning. Right. And right. then, and then to like four years later, shutter like shutter an industry on businesses that started that side of.
2: There has to be some type of rectification towards it. So if it's grandfathering those with business licenses already and then limiting it so that no other gas station can get it, and then you know, making sure that it's not a it's not a gas station
1: type of product, because it shouldn't be a gas station product, but it shouldn't be convenience store gas station. And this is who I think they want to target, but absolutely, unfortunately absolutely
3: but but the small business owners are are getting the backlash yeah so the farmers like i don't think any of the flour is going to be permitted
1: yeah no it's going to make the hemp farmers change the way they it's 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 really
2: to me well not the farmers ultimately it's the processors because once we our agricultural license on the farm bill side allows us to grow harvest package and sell so if 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 it's we we have to then go to the processing license. So a lot of us got processing licenses as well to go to the next step. Um, So it affects a lot of processing licenses. You can still grow, but if you grow and process, it it really really affects you.
1: Like you know what I mean. Anybody who's making products, growing, not growing, growing
2: make the product and sell it out of state, which sucks because that's the stupidity part of it. That's like, oh, you can still make the product, but that's that, that's that governmental BS that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but
3: like, like, what about like the community of people that come to our, our places of business? They trust us. They trust right. our products. They know where they come from.
1: Yeah, right. Now this this bill, If correct me if I'm wrong, is not only this is one major part, but there's, like you said, 20 other different areas that they also just threw into one bill at the last minute. This is how they operate. It's a good political. And hack pushed track. it through oh. the house already. Pretty already quick. through the house. They pushed it through. So this, you know, D'Agostino is behind this. Besides this, with the CBD regulations, what else is in this bill?
3: Are you asking me or Lou?
1: Both of you guys.
2: Uh... No, so this is the bill that encompasses just about everything. I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but this is where it it took every one of the other bills out. So where we were talking a couple of weeks ago um, about limits, about spaces, it redefines the map. It's it lowers yep. some limits of things. So now it stops if you if you're um, selling within a place. Or so. That's um the stressful part of all of this, and a lot of it is just better than the last, but not as good as the others because these they were just condensed all these problems in together.
1: Yeah, it it seems like a a case of overregulation. It seems like the state pushing something through. It seems like something that is not going to benefit the Connecticut hemp industry. You know, in my eyes, it looks like oh, they're John, almost we have
2: thirty seconds.
1: All right, Duncan, thirty seconds. Tell us how to reach you. And we'll give a last minute plug for NECAN and the party. Go ahead. For sure.
3: So, uh, Better Ways LLC is on Instagram, or you can reach out to us direct through Google. Um, Connecticut.com. That's where you can grab your tickets for the after party. com. Was that what the, the website yep. was? That's where Nikan.com, you can.com. Yep. Your weekend passes. 25 bucks for all those. <clears throat> For all those exhibitors, for two days is pretty decent. That's not and, that's not bad at all.
1: And now, and, and HB six six nine nine. If they want to get involved and try and work on their state senators, they can get in touch with the Canna Warriors, not only at NECAM, but on Facebook. Harry is saying we got to say goodbye, so yeah. get in touch with I'm Duncan. Get with in touch with all of us. We'll see, at, we'll see you at we'll see at this weekend you uh, at Bye. the XL Center. Uh, You can get in touch at kneecan.com and uh, you can reach me, Joe, the weed guy anywhere on all social media. We're ready to go, Harry. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Lou. I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. Duncan, thanks again for all your insight, all your hard work. And, um, you know, we're going to make this thing work one way or another. You know, it makes me very sad, but I'll talk to All you about it. today. Everyone do it. All right. Take care now. All right, Harry, hit the music.
0: Roll another. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. La, 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 da, da, da. la, 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 I was going to go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it uh, out. Ooh. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh. La, da, da, I'm taking da, da, da. it next semester and I know why, <laughs> why, why, why man, Because why? Yeah. Hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because <laughs> I got high. Go to the next. Go to the next. Go to the okay. next. Uh. I was going to go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high No, you wasn't Uh, They took my whole paycheck, and I know why Why, Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but (laughs) I was high Uh, I'm serious, man I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I I was high uh. La, da, 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 now da, da, da. I'm a paraplegic and I know why, <laughs> why man? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high La, da, 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 da. I was gonna make love to you uh, But then yeah. I got high I'm serious. Uh, mm. I was gonna eat your too, But oh, then yeah. I got high tripping, La, tripping. Da, da, da. Now I'm And I know why I'm to sing. Oh. Yeah man. I got high. Come on, man, do that like, no, go, go, go. I messed up go, my entire yeah, life. Go, because go, I got go, high. Go, 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 I lost go, my kids yeah, and wife. Uh, because like I, got I got high. Say uh, what? Say uh, what? Say what? Now I'm sleeping on the sidewalk and I know why. because yeah, hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La la la. Da, uh, I'm going to stop singing this song because I'm high. President <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing this whole thing wrong because <laughs> I'm high. Bring it back, bring it back. And <laughs> if I don't sell one copy, I don't know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I'm high. because I'm high. because I'm high. Are you really high, man? He really is high, man jiggy with it, skippity-bee-bop, <laughs> <laughs>